begin this by having a nugget. God's love creates. God's love creates blessings. One more time. God's love creates blessings. But your faith schedules them. God's love creates blessings, but your faith schedules them. So, when are you wanting your blessings to come forth? Use your faith. All right. Father, we praise you. We just give thanks as we look to your word. Thank you, Lord, that our eyes of our understanding may be open. And I thank you, Lord, greater revelation will come to each and every individual, Father God, as the word goes forth. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, to start off, the world is a cruel place. Uh, From the onset of life, we are put in a battle. People, circumstances, and the environment have positioned each and every one of us to meet and face challenges in life. Wow. Some seem to face greater challenges right from the start. Others are spared these until later in life. While the challenges can be physical, mental, social, and even spiritual, they all need to be addressed, subdued, and conquered. Are we asking Siri for something? Sometimes problems can be observed. You see the person. Well, that guy, that person, that individual has a problem. And if it's a bad problem, we label it. And uh, when we label the problem, it's fixed on the individual. And sometimes it brings shame, despair, rejection, and inferiority, I can't get the word out now. Complex, okay. Um, whatever the problem may be, the individual usually is labeled a misfit. So if you're looking for a title this morning, misfit. Okay. Definition for misfit. Something of wrong size, shape, or purpose. One who is unable to adjust to their environment or circumstance. Disturbingly different from others. Can't fit in. One that is a failure. Can't adopt uh, or adapt. Overlooked. Someone to be poked fun of. That's a misfit. Well, it's pretty good. Um, questions and statements made of misfits. 
What good are you? Hmm. What are you good for? You'll never amount to anything. You're just hopeless. I hope none of you ever heard that, those words because it made you feel like a misfit. Now I'm going to name a few people that were misfits. You might recognize their names or heard of them. Winston Churchill was considered a misfit. He was thought to be too dull and incapable of earning a living. Thomas Edison was described as a simple dunce and addled-minded. What a misfit. What, what good can these people do? Albert Einstein was asked to drop out of school because he performed so badly in everything but mathematics. Misfits. Wow. Um, in this past election of 2016, people who believed in God, the Bible, guns, loved the flag and the country, the Constitution, were considered misfits in this country. They were country bumpkins, deplorable, low-informed people who didn't have the intelligence to vote. Does that description apply to any of you? <laughs> well, I fit that description at that point. I think I was in good company because we, we elected somebody, correct? Uh, let's go moving on here now. Um, the, heart of the, Bible, uh, the heart of the Bible is that God builds his kingdom with the most unlikely people. The heart of the Bible is that God builds his kingdom with the most unlikely people. David himself was the least likely to become a king because he was the youngest and he was the smallest. And if you recall, Samuel the prophet asked Jesse, his father, after going through all the sons, if he had any other sons. And the reply was, yes, David, tending the sheep. He's not important. A misfit. With David, God is building a king for a kingdom. God is building a king for a kingdom. God is building you. For something. Hmm. A king needs subjects. And there's, you know, here's David. He just, a king, and nobody's there. A king needs subjects. And a bunch of misfits arrived at his doorstep, you could say. Turn with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Chapter 22. That's 1 Samuel chapter 22. Misfits. That's 1 Samuel chapter 22, going to ver starting beginning, beginning with verse 
1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Debnam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down, went down thither to him. Verse 2. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontent gathered themselves unto him. And he became the captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. So we're, here we have a bunch of myths, misfits. Coming to David. Tell you, God starts with misfits. David wasn't anything. And he sends 400 other misfits behind him to support him. Wow. The misfits were down and out. They were cast outs. They were undesirable. They were deplorables. Brokenness is what qualifies you for the kingdom of God. Brokenness is what requires, qualifies you for the kingdom of God. These men were down, down out of their luck. They were losers, vagrants, misfits of all sorts. I tell you what, this is not what you want to put on your re job resume. <laughs> I'm a misfit. I don't do this. Yeah. They were distressed, meaning, meaning they had anxiety or mental sufferings. These guys were I mean, tortured. They were discontent. They were restless. They were uh, malcontent. They were dissatisfied. They were di displeased. The Hebrew word means, they were in dis discontent means bitterness in, in the Hebrew. And of course, they were in, in debt. They were overwhelmed by financial burdens and problems. Possibly some of us could fit in one of those three categories. I don't know, at one time, I could have been covered in all of them. Oh, none of you, no, again, none of you ever admit to anything. <laughs> again, brokenness is God's recipe to make mighty warriors. True. Brokenness is God's recipe for making mighty warriors. The 400 deplorables and misfits would rise up to be leaders in, under King David. They, ha they became renowned for their valor, their ability as warriors. They were misfits. How did, how did this all happen? What changed them? David took these displaced men, provided them with spiritual leadership. That's the number one thing you need to look for, spiritual leadership in any job that you go into. Look for spiritual leadership, at least somebody that has some type of leadership. But spiritual leadership should be number one. 
David then also encouraged them and trained them in what had been given to him. If you're in a leadership position, you need to train the people under you what has been given to you. That they, they will make you more successful because you have, you have the plan, you have the vision. And as you impart that vision into them, they're no longer be a misfit, but they're going to be a mighty warrior for you. But remember, you've got to be a leader in spiritual things yourself. That's how those men gathered around David. That spiritual, they, yes, they saw his light. There was something, about, something different about David. He was not the world's way of doing things. He did things spiritual way, God's way. He listened. Okay. This in turn gave strength to these men as the vision was set before them and they can go out and do great and mighty things. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We're just about done. <laughs> Boy, you talk about last week. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> who, were, who, were the, who were Jesus' mighty men? What were they like? A band of misfits. You had Thomas, the doubter. You had James and John, who were zealots, who wanted to call fire down on anybody. You had Matthew, the tax collector, who was despised by all the Jews. And you had a bunch of unlearned fishermen. And you had Peter, who was an extrovert, extrovert, just wild. Now I'm going to give you a fictitious memo from the Jordan Management Consultant Company. Okay, this is what would have been, would have, would have been written about these men. Thank you for submitting the resources. Uh, uh, pardon me. Thank you for submitting the resumes. Resumes. <laughs> yeah, well, resumes of the 12 men you have selected for management position in your, in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests, and we have run the test results through our computer. It is our staff's opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, vocational aptitude for the type of work you are undertaking. Example, Simon Peter is an emotional unstable <laughs> and is given to every offense. Terrible temper. Andrew absolutely has no leadership qualities. Brothers James and John, the son of Zebedee, place their personal interests above company loyalty. Remember, James and John's one of you Okay, so there's, you know, there's no company loyalty. They're mama boys. <laughs> Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine the morale of the whole group. We feel it 
it is our duty to tell you that Matthew, the tax collector, has been blacklisted <laughs> by our Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of uh, Alphidius and uh, Thaddeus, have been defined leaning towards the radical and registered as high maniac depressive scale. <laughs> Remember, uh, when you're a zealot, that means you hated Rome and you would do anything. So the men that Jesus brought, they were just, just a different company in, in, in the in the management consultings are telling the truth here. <laughs> However, one of the candidates shows great potential. He is a man of ability and resourcefulness. He has, keen, he has a keen business mind. He is highly motivated as well as ambitious and responsible. We recommend Judas as your controller and right-hand man. Misfits have inadequate. Uh, I can't even get my words out this morning. Are inadequate. Misquit. <laughs> I was going to say biscuits. <laughs> Misfits lack understanding. They need instruction and direction and it must be presented in such a way that they can receive it and understand it so we all you know uh, Romans uh, 323 says we have all fall short of the glory of God so it means we are all misfits hello nobody liked that did you We've all been, uh, we didn't have, uh, we, ha we lacked understanding. We needed instruction and direction to receive. We were, okay, but we're, we're talking about misfits here. Misfits further have a lack of commitment. Whoa. And the only way to change that commitment is through supplication. That means prayer. You have to pray. A misfit has to pray. Prayer is the foundational cement that binds and ties the solution and the activities together. Prayer is the foundational cement that binds and ties the solution and the actions or activities together. You pray, it binds what you are believing for. Amen. Uh, third thing that misfits, uh, misfits lack is humility. Um, they debate one another, uh, for example, who is the greatest in the, in the coming kingdom. And, you know, we talked about that in that fictitious memo. Um, again, uh, misfits lack humility, uh, humility. They need a role model, someone to follow. Jesus was that role model, and he exhibited 
the role of a servant. Whatever, whenever you're in a position of authority, you have to have humility. And when you have humility, your understudies will lift you up and see how, see how valuable you are to them and how they can become valuable themselves. That's how David did it. Again, Romans uh, 3.23 says, We have all fallen short to the glory of God. And we're all, we were all misfits until we received Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, my gosh. Last page, and it's a short one. Yes. She's, she's singing her hand. She doesn't know what's been going on. you got to be first at McDonald's. <laughs> You'll beat the, the church crowd out, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Jesus said, blessed are the poor. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. We are the blessed ones. At least I'm hoping you're, you're the blessed ones because you, you, uh, you're poor in stature. You're hum, you're, you have humility. You want to be... And you hunger and thirst for the things of God. We are blessed ones because Jesus calls the misfits. And we accepted his invitation. Amen. See, God has a reputation of taking real misfits and making them champions. Well, we looked at David and his men, this 400 men. Later on, it became 600 men, but those misfits became men of valor. Of course, David is the best-known king that there was of Israel. We looked at the disciples. They were all misfits, and look what they accomplished. They went into the world that was known at that point, and they made converts to the Lord Jesus Christ all the way into India. All weapons in Spain and France. Wow. Italy. All that good stuff, okay? So, so you now are no longer misfits. You're in, indispensable to God's kingdom. You're called to be a warrior. Uh-oh. That means you're in God's army. And you follow... Orders. Oh, oh, that's a hard one. We f are supposed to follow orders. Okay. Do you know what you, ha you have been given in Christ Jesus, our King? Do you know what you have been given? Most Christians don't understand what it means to be... F oh, pardon me. Most Christians understand what it means to be forgiven. Amen? Forgiven. But to be given something is something we struggle with. God says, I give you this, and you say, I don't want that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a low-down, no-good, dirty old sinner. Or I'm not worthy of that, Lord. Uh, we struggle when God wants to give us something. 
Most Christians don't understand the part, this part of the gospel. God delights in giving good gifts to his children. Amen? He has given him himself, his power, his spirit, and his covenant blessings. There's that word again, covenant blessings. And a lot of us don't, a lot of Christians don't receive it. You know, it's, you know that, that's, that's too much. I'm not good enough for that. Well, if you've been born again, you're good enough. You're blood washed. Everything's been, your past has been erased. Thank God. Hallelujah. So it's time that we operate in what we have, what has been given unto us. We need to come out of the cocoon of the misfit. Even though you've been changed, we often revert to being misfits. I can't do it. I'm not worthy. Hello. Let's look at a couple of these things that should change your mind. Second Corinthians. In Second Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it should be underlined in your Bible, highlighted at least. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We need to jump on that bandwagon. And start receiving. Glory to God. Well, back up a book and go a book, two books, and find the book of Romans, chapter four. We know that Abraham is our father. In Romans chapter four, verse seventeen, it says. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, speaking of Abraham, for before him whom he believeth, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. What did Abraham do? He called things that be not as though they were. And what are we doing? We're calling things as they are. Change. Your confession to what God says. Well, I'm poor and miserable. No, God says you're rich. Abundant, you have abundant life. I'm sickly. No. By Jesus' stripes, you're healed. Amen. I'm not good enough for this job. God says, I've given you all wisdom and understanding. We lack nothing. But we revert back to being a misfit of rejecting what God's called us to have. Oh, boy. Uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, verse 37. That's Romans 8, 37. 
Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor present things, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You shouldn't be separated from the, the abundant life. All those things he mentioned should not even budge us from what God has called us to be. Oh, my word. And we're worrying about the price of gas. Well, get a couple of gallons of gas and say, Lord, just let this car perform better than it has ever done before. And you've got to put your faith out there. You've all heard of some miracles take place. Hey. Call for the invisible things. Ministering angels. Make this a my car a fiery chariot. I need a couple of fast steeds, a couple of horse, horses in front of me, have some good horsepower. Just pull you through. I mean, <laughs> glory to God. First John, way back in First John chapter five. Do you believe this? We'll find out. First, first John chapter five, looking at verse four. For whatsoever is born of God For whatsoever is born of God overcometh a few things. See that? You must agree with that. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory. That overcometh the world, even our faith. You have victory. You overcome. And what are we saying? I need a little help. God, God is our help. If you need some help, you need to have people pray with you, get you out of doubt and unbelief. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Winding it down. Okay. She has something. Well, I'm going to wind it down anyway. Okay. I have one last word to those who are headed in the realm of higher education. Listen. You're headed into a harsh environment. You must know who you are in Christ Jesus because the higher 
educational system that we have now opposes Christian values. It's a staunch place for liberalism. They believe anything but the truth. You're going to have professors that, that hate God. They believe the Big Bang Theory. They don't even believe that. They, a lot of them are atheists. Being a Christian, you're going to certainly be a misfit in that environment. But you better remain a misfit in that environment. Stay, stay close with, to God. Um, there have been many, we heard of, I've heard of many young Christian people that went into the universities, the high, high education places, and were swallowed up in that environment, and they have denied the faith. It's not what you want. You may know a few people that have gone and just kind of, well, you know, um, they, f they found the party world. They abandoned the faith. Don't drift away from your faith. Because that's your battle. That'll be your battle. Not, not learning what you are there for, but your battles to keep your faith. Because they'll challenge you on every area. Wow. Understand who you are in Christ. Do not compromise. Stay, stay true to your faith. If at all possible, find fellowship with others that believe with you. Know that God is with you. Second Kings. Find Second Kings. Chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. Beginning with verse 15. That's 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God risen early and had gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both of, with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Or what are we going to do here? Verse 16. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Eli, verse 17. And Elijah prayed and, he, and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. You have God's army with you, surrounding you. Don't worry about being, thinking you're alone. I want to read that from the Amplified. And when the servant, verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God rose up early and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was around the city. Elisha, servant, said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Elisha answered, Fear not, for those who, those who are with us are more than those with them. Then Elijah prayed, Lord, I pray you open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elijah. Wow. You're not alone. You have an army with you. Amen. There are times you have to be a misfit. When you are in the world's system, 
You can't follow the world system. You must remain a misfit to the world because you are a, you are a warrior for God. Amen. And God has something for you to do. You have to remain a warrior. Switch. I'll give it Yeah, if I wasn't here. Hallelujah. In 1 John 4, 4, he says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Greater is he that lives in you. He says, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Then we see in Luke 4.4, 4, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Man shall live by every word of God that brings true life. Every word God speaks has his life and his greatness in it. And this is a good one, Ezekiel 12, 25. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I speak shall come to pass. Praise God. Again, Ezekiel 12, 25. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I speak shall come to pass. So when we speak God's word, it comes to pass. God's greatness has no limits. In Isaiah 66, 1, thus says the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Praise you, Father. God is a spirit in John 4, 24, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. In Galatians 5, 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And of course, we know in Hebrews 10, 38, now the just shall live by faith. Thank you, Jesus. In John 8, 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them. John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That means when you are walking, anything you're doing, Jesus is in you. You will not walk in darkness if you stay close to him. He said in John 10, 10, I have come that they might have life and they might have it in more 
more abundantly. God wants us to have the abundant life. He paid the price for us so we would not have to live on this earth. Well, we're called misfits, but we're not. We're the sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. He says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So anytime you're going through something and you feel weak in that situation, his strength is made perfect in that weakness. In Matthew 7, 7, Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You have the favor of God. If you need a miracle of healing, God seeks to favor all with salvation, with the same baptism of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you need, God has given you the favor to win in every situation. Doesn't matter what the enemy says. He's nothing but a liar. He's the father of lies. And then in Psalms 46:10, be still and know that I am God. When you go through a situation or a circumstance and it looks impossible, we have to be still and know that we know that we know that God is with us and he will push us through through the situation. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, God, in Psalm 23rd Psalm, he sets up a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. In in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, 55, and 57, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to speak the blood of Jesus. We have overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's in Revelations. I think it's 7.21. This is going to be the last one. In Philippians 4.19. There's two of them, actually. Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But my God, say that with me, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And God gives us faith in Romans 12, 13. God hath dealt 
to every man the measure of faith. And Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you in Matthew 9, 29. Here you go, sweetie. for God. Let's all stand. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that our eyes of our understanding, Father God, uh, have been opened, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that greater revelation has been given to each and every one of us. How to operate, Father God, that we no longer fall into the category of a misfit, but, Father God, a warrior. So as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are the blessed. And Father God, those that we come contact with shall be blessed because we are near them in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.